I, it's funny, like this, I'm kind of into, oh, I'm kind of into music. This is like a music podcast for sure. So I've been shooting, uh, I've been shooting YouTube videos, um, and, uh, I kind of talk about just like my life as a music blogger and in a video I was complaining about my Apple products acting up a little bit. Do you own Apple products at all? I have an Apple, what is it like? Airbook. I have an Apple Airbook, and it's pretty nice. Oh, an Airbook. Yeah. But my phone is an Android. I was, in a video, in a recent video, I was bitching about my Apple products acting up, and I'm... Is that so? I'm kind of more humbled now, and I'm like, hmm, imagine just like a, a poor family just drinking apple juice with their dinner. They can't afford Mac products. <laughs> That's no. sad. They're poor. They're drinking apple juice, Martinelli's, and... Guess what? They can't afford Apple products. Mm. Sometimes the kids are at dinner and the parents are like, hey, sorry, there's not enough food. We ordered uh, chow mein and and sweet and sour pork, but there's none left for you. Chow mein, sweet and sour pork, and apple juice. Go back to your, go back to your room. Oh, my God. Yeah. One time, I was so broke that for dinner, I got hungry. You were wait. That's a weird statement. You were so broke for dinner that you got hungry. Yeah. Well, or or you could say I went yeah. to bed. I'm like you, where'd you go for dinner last night? Oh, to bed. Yeah. When I had depression, sometimes like instead of like eating, I would just sleep and not eat. Oh, that happens. Yeah, that's sad, dude. It is. It's fucking sad. Well, let's bring it back out of that sadness. Yeah. But because it's also a good way to lose weight apparently but probably not i think that's a hoax yeah totes totes my goats do you listen to podcasts at all and like i know that there's many podcasts a few i really like welcome to the night veil vale, or welcome to night veil vale. oh. it's a podcast where everything is a conspiracy theory oh like a everything. conspiracy theory it makes people no say sense. the illuminati is fake uh that shit is as real as uh uh as real they are real. I don't think they they're, have nearly as much power as people say they do. If there's if there's any company or organization that has their shit together, the it is the Illuminati. They they can control most things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's weird what they can do. If someone came up to me and said they were in the Illuminati, I'd probably not believe them. But if they had the right vibe, there's a good chance I definitely w- would. Yeah, Illuminati is like... Um, all the best people are in it, pretty much. Well, define best. Like Johnny Depp is in it. Johnny no. Depp's in it. No. Yeah, dude, he's he's in it. Johnny Depp's in it. Where did you hear that? Seth Rogen's in it. Uh, Fred and Carrie are in it. Why would they let those people in the Illuminati? Because they got skittles on their shit. Everyone has skills, man. Everyone is is innately. Everyone innately has recently acquired records, and everyone has skills, but. When people take their skills to the next fucking level, come to the Illuminati. Join us. Join our triangle. I just figured the Illuminati was all about politics. I could see why they would control people like that, but let them into the Illuminati? After feeling the strength of the Illuminati, I have lost faith in spirituality. Um, You only believe in the Illuminati, not... Yeah, I'm totally totally just gung-ho about just the Illuminati. It's so powerful and, and so crazy and so powerful and they got their shit down would you join given the opportunity i'd join that shit fuck yeah yeah but what if you were sworn to secrecy had to completely change your life and live by their rules for the rest of your life 
Yeah. Um, Let's let us expose the Illuminati in this podcast. Um, I'm pretty sure <laughs> people more capable than us have tried. Yeah, yeah. And I think we it's, haven't heard from. Them I think since. it's like uh, a thing they do. A thing they do in the Illuminati. They're like, all right, guys. If this is the Illuminati talking about me. They're like, all right, guys. Palos 26, and it's pretty dang funny. Let's. He's a threat. <laughs> yeah, he's a threat to the Illuminati. No, they'll they'll uh, when when weird things are happening in your life. Uh, for example, imagine I'm in Hayes Valley doing cocaine and uh, doing uh, Bikram yoga in the middle of the street. Cocaine and yoga at the same yeah, time. Yeah, so so here's here's kind of a uh, the main trick of the Illuminati. So I'm 26 years old. I have a gram of, of Latino Coke, and I'm doing Bikram yoga on the street on the sidewalk. Okay. The Illuminati, all the cool guys and the cool guys and girls in the Illuminati, they'll be like, "Guys, feel this." You what does that what does that mean to the the Illuminati I'm doing Bikram yoga with a gram of coke who, in Hayes Valley who is and the Illuminati who? is like guys feel this Johnny Depp Brad Pitt Fred Carrie Aziz feel this Aziz, feel this Aziz moment I'm sorry yeah feel this I think you're just naming a comedy group here No I'm not just naming people I'm saying that's what the Illuminati does they'll be like all right guys feel this When when you hear the when you hear the term feel this what is What the fuck was that Oh, that was a. Oh, that. I'm not sure, but it was ominous at the. That right was someone time. with a with no hand playing a guitar. Like Feel a, this. Take my strong hand. Hey, <laughs> bear. Um, if you say "feel this," talking about a crazy guy on the street. I would think you're about to drop a really good insult on that guy. Like, oh, what is he doing? Feel this. I'm about to roast him. I don't have one on the yeah. top of my head, but. Yeah, all the cool people in the Illuminati are like, "Feel this, guys." <laughs> Is that is that their feel the power, feel the strength, <laughs> the strength of the <laughs> cocaine yogi, cocaine Bikram, oh the Bikram, the Bikram, because yeah. you know Bikram is really healthy for you, so it balances out. Yeah, make you sweat, like in Bikram's usually in a in a heated room. At San Francisco, everyone knows. Yeah, the yoga lingo, yoga, uh, chakra. Uh, they'll say things like. Sometimes in yoga classes, they'll do like this, uh, recently acquired records, uh, they'll, uh, they'll, uh, play, they'll do a Shavasana, not Shavasana, but they'll, Shavasana, yeah, that's well, a, that's the one where you fucking lay down like a pencil, I'm, but at some studios, they do this like dope ass accordion remix of some Indian him or something before the class like some spiritual yogi at the front of the class they'll they'll pull out an accordion and do some type of uh like uh, very spiritual indian remix of spiritual accordions yeah and i'm like you should have chosen a meditation bowl or a fingernail guitar uh but they use an accordion i'm like uh, italians use accordions not indians and they there's like notes on the accordion and there's like it looks like a typewriter i want to go to this accordion bikram cocaine yoga that sounds fun <laughs> like that just sounds so eclectic yeah. open up whatever chakra is left maybe go past the seven up to my eighth chakra which is sacral it's all about the sh the sacral your sacral chakra is like right under your belly button and in your hips mm. it represents the uh your sexuality and your base like, energy, right? In your base energy, your root chakra, sacral. So going up from the bottom, so just so just so we're all aware of what I think. I correct me if I'm wrong. This is yeah. what I've learned about chakras. 
Red is at the bottom. I'm assuming that's yeah. sacral. Then it's orange, yellow, green. I know green is at your heart. Yep. Then light blue. I think that's your throat. And the third eye is like an indigo. Yeah, indigo. Forehead. Wow, and dude, you got the color. Bro's got I just the remember, colors. And then there's the magenta one at the top. I just remember the colors, but they're all You just pulled out the massive preset KSD. There's a, there's a synth preset called Colors, and it pushes foam like... Uh, that's music talk, but... Yeah, the sacral chakra is all about like uh, passion and sexuality, and it's orange and lots of energy from your sacral root chakra. Um, a lot of it is a lot of it is uh, feeling feeling your your life and your and your energy in your hips, and you can almost push down on your on your hips to like I I usually push down on my like my thighs like my my groin area I, I push it down because in orange chakra there's lots of rising uh i've noticed in your sacral chakra energies rise fluctuate up and down uh so you need to like keep it centered and push it down actually like feel it push down and it almost feels like um you're on drugs sometimes that's fun yeah. What do you know about chakras? Not much. I you're you're a white face type three with a uh, six three with a uh, with a tag hero hey, watch. Hey, I am more than just what my body looks like. Yeah, but what else do you know about chakras and energy? I thought that they were just very specific pressure points where nerves meet up. I feel like there's pressure points where energies. People say, oh. That person has a great energy. I love their aura, but it's mm. true. Yeah, certain people people just feel like <laughs> it's, it's probably the mo your energy and your chakra is probably the most constant thing that you. Here's a question. Yeah, yeah, totally. What's your favorite color? Orange. And then, okay, great. That, I was about to ask. I was like, how does that line up with your idea of chakras? And you were journey. just describing the orange journey. Uh, journey. Um, I think. Oh shit, there's the Jesus poster with glitter on it. Oh shit, my mic. Okay, there you go. What did you say about orange chakra? What'd you say? You just said your favorite color was orange. And orange, right yeah, that, orange. You were talking about the sacral chakra, which you says yeah. orange and red. So that's what I think when people say auras, they can compare. Yeah, for me, orange chakra is okay, I live my life to its best ability. But uh, in orange chakra, uh, I thought you were lazy chakra. Yeah, that's my. You're tuning in at the PCRCollective.org. This is your host, Lazy Chakra, with the Here and Meow podcast. Yeah, the, so orange chakra is, it's like a. For me, it's okay. I try to live my best life, mm. and have an orange chakra means you are innately noticed, but when you do possess any chakra from the spine to your third eye, uh, we take ownership of that color, of that energy, of that strength or weakness. And what happens is, is that when you do focus on your energy and your chakra, um, people will start to notice you. Hmm. People will start to notice you and notice something special about your energy. And what does that mean for us with the ownership of 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 our energy you know we need to not just harness our energy but we need to we need to know that it's that things people notice things about us we all have yeah. energies we all have chakras 
What um, I think is really important that plays into this, and have you ever heard of synesthesia? Uh, no, tell me. Synesthe- Enlighten me. Synesthesia is when you have your senses get mixed up. So you'll hear, yeah. so when you listen to music, you'll actually hear the notes playing, in, or you'll see colors, in, or you when you smell something you'll be reminded of looking back on a memory so i think a lot of what people do when you meet someone and you associate their energy how they're acting with a color i think that's what people mean by auras it's really kind of a minor synesthesia thing of course there are people out there who will eat something and immediately feel i don't know pain in their knees or something like that they just get totally. wiring gets crossed and i gotta think that when people mean when people talk about their auras or the aura of a person it's something in their brain where they just that idea of that person, the way they act or those behaviors got associated with this color. So I think that's where the idea of colors for chakra or auras came. It doesn't actually discredit it to me. It just explains where it comes from. And I think that gives a really solid basis for people getting a feeling. And then I think oracles and all those people that can like read chakras, it's really just them being very well associated with drawing those connections. Yeah. Yeah, chakra is is totally a connection between things in your life and your feelings and your connection with people in the world. Very probably. Oh, yeah. There's this gay guy. Some fuckers are whistling outside. Carnivals tomorrow, motherfuckers. Latinos, whistle tomorrow. No whistling tonight, little spicks. Carnival? Yeah, carnival. Wow, that is loud. I think the best thing about Mexicans is the conga drum and the marimba whistle. That is the best thing about Mexicans? <laughs> Mexicans got their percussion down fucking hard. Let's talk about Mexicans, yeah. So that's Chakra. You're tuning in at PCRcollective.org, the Hear and Meow podcast. Yeah, that's Chakra Talk. Fuck Chakras. Fuck it. Over it. Over it. We're over that convo. On one. Burritos. On to the next one. Hey, you were saying in the car like you'd be my uh, my backup MC. You'd say something like Lambo. Or something. Lambo. What is that? Just the hot man in the background. Um, Lambo. Tell that girl. Like Lamborghini. You know. <laughs> Lamborghini. Hell yeah. Yeah. You can rap, and I will just be the Nate Dog in the background. Like what to do? Nate Dog's dead. He's a recently acquired record. Hmm. Yeah, uh, fucking Mexicans, dude. They got their percussion down. They got their whistles down. They got colors of fruit down. Yellow, orange, red. Mexican. Latinos. I feel like you're getting, you're towing the line of some racist territory here. Dude, this is FCC free, so we can say whatever <laughs> the fuck we negotiator. I don't know what that is, but okay. Negotiator is a black person that negotiates. Um... Oh, damn. But let's talk about Latinos, man. We're n- both not Latinos. I'm, Latino, I, I'm so a Filipino. And according to Anthony Bourdain, Filipino seasick is the best pork in the world. Hell yeah. And uh, let's talk Latinos, man. T- tomorrow, current events. You were talking about that. Uh, tomorrow is Carnival. I don't know a what thing do you about know? Carnival. What do you know about Latino? What is your impression as a white person, what do you feel about? <laughs> how do you feel about Mexicans and Latinos? I grew up in San Diego. My grandmother is Spanish and grew up in Tijuana. So I have a very fond opinion of them. Oh, tell me. Tell me a little bit about a little more. What do you want to say? They're just people. 
Well, I know that. I don't. I'm not. I'm not throwing a throwing a bait for they racist have, commentary. But I will say this: growing up in San Diego, getting a machaca the burrito in the morning, I have never had a better breakfast food. Machaca burritos. It's like this pulled steak. Yeah. Egg, cheese, hash browns. I actually spent time in San Diego uh, two weeks ago. I was there for two days. Maybe we can talk about San Diego. Yeah. Um, Love San Diego. I stayed at an Embassy Suites and. Everyone loves Embassy Suites, so Very here's a little hotel here's a little story. There. I I filmed a video of me running in Embassy Suites. Every kid has done that. How, did you run? Because Embassy Suites is like a huge square with levels, <laughs> and the and the lanes for like the balconies are like hundred meters long. I ran down them. That's intense. You've run you've ran down, ran in a Embassy Suites before right uh i have a similar story i don't think i've ever run through the hallways of embassy suites but i've done something very similar dude kids do that shit so kids if you're listening i'll take you to kumon um you're gonna take a bunch of kids to a hotel in san diego to do kumon yeah what's oh kumon is that learning service yeah but here i got i got a story yeah i I have a story after you so i'll I'll remember it yeah this is this is about running this is running Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Go we ahead. Got Cardi go. B up in here. Go ahead. Go ahead. This is back in college, freshman year. Our dorm, yeah. Thurston Hall. This is in Washington D.C. at the George Washington University. Was one big square, and all the engineers we were put up the very top floor and just kind of left to our own devices. No one wanted to hang out with the engineers. All the other poli sci students on all the eight floors below us, they wanted to go out to the frats. All the engineers stayed on the top floor, and we just invented weird-ass games. So this one, nice. this one was amazing. Everyone gets in a sleeping bag, and you have to wrap it all the way above the shoulder, so only your face is showing, and you have to hop around the entire wall. And, what, and it's a race, so about nine, maybe probably less than nine. But we'd have these people hopping around the entire hallway. Whenever place you got, that's how many shots you had to take. And the kicker... Yeah, was people would open their dorm room doors and throw shit at us as we were running. So oh, every now God. and then you'd just be like hopping, 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 and then a shoot of the face. <laughs> yeah, it was a good game. You definitely tell stories like a white person. That's how white people tell stories. <laughs> what do you mean by that? Excited to tell? A no, story? no, just like uh, the the setup was. Uh, I'm gonna set you up with perennial. Uh, that was dude sick. I set you up you, with you, all the uh, necessary background information. Yeah, that was great. I have a story about I was in San Diego. Lay it down. And I was at Embassy Suites. This is my story. So growing up in Embassy Suites, uh some kid would throw a birthday party. For example, Evan mm-hmm. Aguilar. Well just theoretically. I remember you know Evan. Him. I remember him. Evan is brute as fuck. Um so Evan throws a party and we order a porno in the Embassy Suites room. 12-year-old boys, probably like 10 or 12 of us, were all popping boners underneath uh, blankets, and we're watching this porn. Okay. Okay, so... Weird fucks, but... So, okay, okay, yeah. So, we were all like, all right, guys, we're all done uh, watching porn in the MC Suites room. It was kind of cool and made me horny. Let's all go to the pool. And the parents are at the pool. The parents are at the pool... The parents are at the party. The parents have like Mai Tais, gin and tonics, uh, mask on meals at mm-hmm. the pool. And we're all dressed up. And my Tongan friend, C.O.C., you know C.O.C.? I don't remember him. Okay, he's our Tongan classmate. Um, I think you transferred after that. But my dad, actually, we were at the pool and he pantsed my Tongan friend. So when a, when a kid is at, embassy, at the Embassy Suites pool, you're wearing swimming shorts. Nothing underneath, I must Nothing say. underneath, just your penis. And my dad 
pantsed him. Pantsed him, and it was so funny. You see his little brown dick, and everyone laughs. But that's a story. This is the caveat. This is the caveat. Okay. When men and boys get pantsed, we have a uh, a muscle memory to cover our penis right away. Mm-hmm. Very true. Why don't women have that uh, muscle impulse to cover their vagina if they get pantsed? If you were, if there were two twelve, if there was a twelve-year-old boy and a twelve-year-old girl standing next to each other at a pool, and they both got pantsed, only the boy would cover his penis. Why would you think that? Why? Why would you pants a Why would you pants a girl wearing swimming shorts? A girl is not going to cover her her private parts if she gets pants. Why? Why wouldn't she? That's that's the mystery of the story and allegory. Boys that get pants at pools, I think cover making, their penis. I think you're just randomly making assumptions here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But girls never get pants on at pools. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great story. Wow. It was a good story. Ended with yeah. a weird question. Well, girls usually wear like bikinis or one pieces. I think no. I think just the general population, they're just like, all right, Illuminati, we shouldn't pants girls at pools. Yeah, they only pants boys. That's an immature guy thing. Well, guys are doing it to each other. I don't think girls are often pantsing each other. You don't hear about that too often. Yeah. It's mainly guys pranking other other guys. Yeah. Girls are like uh, tampons, damn it. Men are like, <laughs> don't pants me, fucker. Pretty much. Yeah. I guess you could boil down all gender. Oh, dude, another story. Another story about just like men and women. Okay. Um, my cousin was at, was at his eighth grade graduation, and this girl in his class was wearing uh, this slutty white dress and uh, and there were strings on it. There were strings on it. And my cousin pulled one of the strings from her, from, from her slutty dress. Guess what he pulled? Her bra strap. A fucking tampon. Oh my God. Dude, that's fucked up. Yeah. You see a girl in a slutty white lace dress and you pull a string and oh, out comes a tampon. Uh-huh. Great. There's cotton in the atmosphere. Paul, I thought this was a music podcast. <laughs> where, where, what, what territory are we going into? <laughs> territory. It's this is my territory. Yeah, it's mutiny. Yeah, PCR Collective's at It's like a funny... It's a funny space. I've only been here for like three, four months, but I love it. Mm-hmm. I got a prime spot here at 10. I do like this It's here. dope. Do you like it? I like the space. I like all this art on the wall. You all can't. There's pull. something on the wall that looks like a fucking Pomeranian or something. I think it's a fur hat. It's a fur hat with that looks like a Pomeranian. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, passersby. Be quiet. They can't know we're here. Red and yellow, yeah. They're wearing McDonald's colors. Oh, my God. You see this? This is a poster on the wall I'm gesturing at? Yeah. Karn... From Magic the Gathering. Just so you know. Is that is that what it is? Yep. Anyone listening Artifact. to this? Yeah, shout out shout out to your white friends. Yeah. Nerds. Karn is here. In poster. Karn is a Magic the Gathering character. Yep. Wow. We could we could get in more into it, but I know I'm more Pokemon, but he looks like Onyx with with like gear. Human Onyx? Human Onyx. Sure. Or magic Onyx. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's a silver golem made by uh, Urza. Urza. That doesn't make any sense to you, and it doesn't really matter in the game, but still, that's what he is. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, my fucking podcast. This podcast. Yeah, uh, I didn't really... I was never into podcasts or anything like that, but I stumbled across it. My sister's a couple years back, they were like, oh, have you ever heard this podcast named Serial? It fucking stimulates my... uh, Mind. Your neurons. Serial. Serial. You know Serial? No, I don't. It's about court cases or some shit. Mm. I don't know shit about it, but it's about court cases, and I don't know what's so interesting about it. Well, see, the podcast I'm into right now, Welcome to the Night Vale, it's excellent. It's a show about a tiny U.S. town in the middle of the desert, and all that happens is just, it's the radio broadcaster giving Night Vale their weekly announcements. And it is the creepiest shit, but it is excellent storytelling. (laughs) Just like they're like, he's like, all right, guys, go to the gas station. We have soda pop. We have soda pop. Uh, People wear your cowboy boots, your cowgirl shoes. And we got some uh, milk to deliver to your uh, front step. It's exactly like that, except you have to throw in a few things like go down to your local gas station to pick up your newly government issued milk certificate and go take it to the angel at the front door and where you will be given your uh, disease free mask. And that's just like a Dude, regular fuck. announcement. It's very well, that's that's a bad example. It's but very it's very, uh, well done. very uh very uh PVP like questy on that end. Well, all you hear is about there's a parade in town today. It consists of one astronaut and underneath his helmet is nothing. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> and that's the whole podcast. Just, oh, just announcement after announcement of shit that does not make so sense. So there's like two mics and two people and they just broadcast to the city it is one guy saying everyone be on the lookout for the sheriff's secret police if any children get abducted know that they have been they have been recruited for a good cause whoa fuck the sheriff's secret police yeah i bet police in like uh uh people in uh like uh what is it called empty cities Mm. back i think the Police were really into their badge, like more like nowadays. Police are more into their like gun and their like utility belts, like baton and gun, and their car, of course. But I feel like the badge was like a big police thing back in well, a couple like, days ago. They're like, I have a silver badge. Well, yeah, because now we actually have all that technology. Not back then. Yeah, you to show up on the scene. This is my badge. I'm an officer of the law. Yeah, they'll. The if you get pulled over by highway patrol, they're not showing their badge at you. They're saying, "Hey, fucker, put down your fucking window. You were going too fucking fast. Not flow of traffic. Why the fuck are you doing that?" Is That's that, highway patrol. They like back in the day. In your experience? Back in the day, in like the 1940s, the cops would show you the badge in your eye. They'd they'd like take the badge off their chest and put it two inches away from your face. Where are you getting this information? I've seen it on YouTube. But cops nowadays, they're like, I have a gun, a Ford vehicle, a nightstick. Let's go intimidate the rest of the world. That's cops. That's cops? Yep. I've met some cops. They're, they're, they've been typically nice people, but again, we grew up in the Bay Area. It's about as progressive yeah. as you can get, except for maybe certain areas, but... Yeah. We've we've gotten off pretty. Dude, uh, speaking of like legal and like cops and shit, um, there was this thing in Oakland. I saw it on the news. 
Bless you. It's coming. Look in the light. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, speaking to, uh, speaking to people of the black community and black people, there was a story on channel seven news and, uh, this black guy was on Facebook live, but the premise to this is that he was in a gang and was on Facebook live. So what are your thoughts about a gang member having their Facebook live on, on their phone? What was he doing on it? This is what happened. He was shot by the opposing gang while on Facebook Live. So shot. you see some black guy, some nig, some nig with Facebook living in his neighborhood, and he gets shot. You hear bullet shots, and you just see the phone drop. Damn. So people Facebook living there, make sure not to be in a gang. Well, maybe it was good because they might catch the guy now. Maybe they have some more information. Did he like? Phone. Did he check in into like? I'm on 161st Street in Oakland, and was the opposing gang member like, "All right, guys, 161. He's on Facebook Live. Oh, Let's shoot think, him with a pistol." They, you think they use his Facebook Live to track him down and shoot him? No, I think he was just on Facebook Live and got shot. And then the rest of the Facebook Live was, shout out to Zuckerberg. Um, the rest of the Facebook Live was just the phone on the floor. And all you would hear is this black family like crying, like Jerome got shot. No, Jerome got shot. Yeah, yeah this is Jerome is dead. Yeah, this is pretty heavy shit, dude. That's fucked up. Well, that's fucked up. You're listening to the Hear Me Out podcast. Tune in PCRcollective.org. I'm gonna bring it to a lighter note. Yeah, let's do. Let's talk about cotton balls. Yeah, cotton balls. No, no, you. New topic. To Wally. Pass it. Okay, so with every with all the politics and shit going on, do you think we'll ever encounter one of those apocalypse scenarios, like where the world is just over, where we have no more natural resources and all the, like the cities collapse? If an atomic bomb came off or something, or yeah, uh, so people are just fighting over the last of the fresh water. Okay, so it's every day is Black Friday, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, good comparison. That's about as just free uninhibited rage as people get around here what do you so you're saying if if the world were to come to an end is there like a time is there an alarm clock on this like well people have been talking about like the green new deal to get into politics yeah they've been saying unless we make some really intense changes the world might heat up by four to eight degrees on average but like taking that average over the entire world that literally means we're almost on fire all the natural I'm a bit more optimistic about the world when I think about oh the world how is the world doing plastic though I'm usually like oh the uh, little uh, uh, what are those things called Uh, the little what are those uh, things in Alaska like with the big icebergs penguins no no icebergs sometimes I'm just like polar bears I'm like the icebergs are melting and the polar bears don't have anywhere to walk yeah that's what I think about the world I'm like Come on, Alaska, get your shit together. Your your uh, icebergs yeah. are melting. You're rising the. It's you're not ri- just Alaska, man. It's all of us. <laughs> We're all fucked. The world is. No, California's fire. like. Oh, I get my fresh bottled water from the Crystal Spring. California is on fire. Are you kidding me? We have so many fires. Yeah, fire. 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 So many, so many songs. Like, we'll talk about music. Fire songs that say fire on it. Fire. Etta James Fire. That's a great song. Etta James. She's black. Yeah. Etta James. Elvis Presley. Burn in Love. Well, he doesn't say fire. 
Bruce Springsteen. Hey, says, little girl, is your daddy home? Did it go away and leave you all alone? Boom, boom. I got a bad Or the fire. the great balls of fire. Great balls of fire. Who is Johnny that? Cash. Johnny Cash. Johnny yeah. Cash. Guys, so feel good. this. Yeah. Those are some good oldies, man. Yeah. Johnny Cash. Margaritaville. That is In not Johnny Margaritaville. Cash. <laughs> that is Jimmy Buffett. I Jimmy think. Buffett, yeah. Pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the records you picked up today? Oh, yeah. So I have some recently acquired records. Thanks to Chris Veltry of the Lower Hate. Um, I have a group merchant tote. Sorry to the guys in the Lower Hate. I I approached all the community leaders in the Lower Hate and friended them. So sorry about that if I fucked up your neighborhood vibe. Um, But yeah, pass me that. Do you want to listen to? Pass me the George Benson record. Well, which one it is. So that's Flume's first album there. Uh, take out the board, George Benson. There George Benson. Is, found it. Is there's a song called? Yeah, just take uh, separate the sleeve. But this uh, song is called uh, George Benson. Are there two in there or just one? Because I'm looking for a track called "Give Me the Night." There's a second one in here. Yeah, yeah. Pass me that one. Um, give me the night. Yeah, so just talk on the mic real quick while I keep this record. All right. So I actually don't know too much about vinyls, but that is why I'm here. I'm excited to learn about this stuff. I don't know how many listeners. I don't even know how many listeners we have, but I don't know how many viewers are uh, audiophiles. And I'm assuming a good portion of you, because this is San Francisco. Pretty sure we're all just hipsters. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, we are spinning up a. It's d- hard to say. Oh. Wait, We are spinning up oh, a. G- oh, it's CD one. It's CD one. We are spinning up a George Benson record. What was the track you were looking for, Apollo? Was it called "This Is the Night"? Here, here. Uh, yeah. That was a quick sample of that song, and that is it. Yeah. That is all we get to hear of that entire album. Good, good. There you go. <laughs> You're listening to the Hear Me Out podcast. Tune in at PCRCollective.org. Thanks, Wally, for being here. We're going to play some records out, and we'll chat a little bit more. Uh, Radio Ting for y'all.
Mic check, mic check, one, two, one, two. 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 We're gonna hit it, split it, liggity, it. We're gonna hit that hard and liggity, split it. I can't rap, but I can try to flow. And here comes the song, so I'm no mo. That last record, George Benson, give me the night. Oh, yeah. That last record, George Benson, Give Me the Night. Playing now, Saturday Night by The Commodores.
we're back. And we're back, man. Yeah, totally. Shout out to Pam Benjamin, the director here at Mutiny. So you just stop by, tune into her podcast. I think it's uh, Wednesdays at 10 a.m., the AltaCast. I love Pam. I love her voice. She was so upbeat. Oh my yeah, God. she's straight up dope. She brought us donuts, so now I'm always yeah. going to have an excellent opinion of her. For anyone wondering, they were those really good kind of old-fashioned glazed ones. Mm, yeah, yeah. Mm. Speaking mm-hmm. of jizz. Speaking of? Yeah. <laughs> There's like dried jizz on these old-fashioned donuts. Yeah, Pam's great. She wears like, I love how like her style, she just dresses androgynous, fucking jean jacket with patches on it. She dresses like a mission, like mission hip person. So, hell, hip, dope, dude. Yeah, I was starting out. I was a bit pessimistic about it, about the podcast. What was that? Because it was at eight a.m., dude. How fucking gay <laughs> yeah, is a, that? That's a bit rough. Oh my god. I'm like eight a.m. I'm like is the best hour of sleep. Your best hour of sleep is your last hour of sleep because you feel like the morning. You feel the morning. Your eyes are closed and you do feel the morning. Uh, sun coming in. You feel the sun, the dew. You hear the birds. I love the birds in the morning. Oh. Yeah, I've n- I never sleep as well as I do as when I'm like snoozing my alarm. When my alarm goes off, I hit it and I just dive back into the pillows and like the blankets. Yeah, that is when I'm out like a light, and it is yeah. amazing every single time. Cooler than the other side of the pillow. You're listening to the Hear Meow podcast. That is nice. with Wally Sandmeyer and Paolo Picardo. Cooler than the other side of the pillow. That is a great opening. Line. That was my uh, MySpace quote when I was like 13. I thought I was the coolest. Out in 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 middle school, my my MySpace quote was "cooler than the other side of your pillow," and my song was "Don't Sweat the Technique" by Eric B and Rakim. That's a good song. That's a what good. What was your song. MySpace quote? Top. Do you guys want to talk <laughs> about our MySpace top eight guys? I made. Well, parking in San Francisco sucks. Let's talk about MySpace top eight. Well, see, I got into MySpace really late, so as the day I made a MySpace... Tom, is, Tom wore a white tee, so yup, in my white tee. Yeah. Okay, you asked about MySpace. I started MySpace so late that I made Facebook on the same day, had both of them, and then just used neither. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook obviously became the big one, but yeah, like MySpace died out fast. Right MySpace now. was so stylistic. Facebook is not as yeah. stylistic as You can't put MySpace. theme songs on your page. What the hell? MySpace was like we were all bloggers. I felt like we were all like running a blog. Like my, yeah. MySpace, I Every, felt like my top eight and all my friends were like. Uh, you have a fight with one of your friends and drop. Yeah. And like oh well now he's my number two. Yeah. <laughs> and then you could put music. A lot of my my best friend is uh, named Ramon Lightafaya. He's Nicaraguan, and a lot of his early music was actually shared on a MySpace music page, and it was that's cool under the. So moniker uh, Darkwater with John and Ramon, but yeah, MySpace is oh my god! I felt it was like hypnosis, and it was great. It was so perfect. Mm. Hypnosis, MySpace, maybe the MySpace. It was yeah. maybe Tom from MySpace is part of the Illuminati. Nah, he is. Nigga, nigga, Tom's in the Illuminati. Tom with Seth. Rowe. Yeah. It's, so okay, so he's Nap- in the Illuminati. So is the guy from Napster. From yeah, okay, so Napster guy. I forget his name. Yeah. Tom from MySpace, Seth Rogen, and Johnny Depp. You know, this does seem like they could conquer the world. 
You're missing like the Koch brothers and Vladimir Putin, but I feel like yep. they've got some similar kind of political sway. Sway? Yeah. Lambo. <laughs> Lambo. Mercia. Lago. Laganitas. Laganitas. Pliny the Pliny the Ballsack. <laughs> Pliny the Baller. <laughs> Pliny the Ballsack. Yeah, I love Pliny. Pliny the Elder. I have no idea why. Hitachino. People freak out over that Pliny the Elder beer, and I don't get why. Yeah, it's like. I get that it's good beer, but. Yeah. Can't be that good. It's just. I don't want to talk about beer because it's a. Beer's a big topic in, in the world. So you don't want to talk about it? No, I don't like beer that what much. What is your drink of choice, Paulo? Uh, totally. I like to drink to get drunk, so. Vodka. Vodka with a chaser. <laughs> Usually, like, my drink of choice right now is, like, a flask of Smirnoff and some squirt soda. Simple. It's not a bad combination. If I'm getting drunk, not dark, I'm going with vodka. Oh. Nicer the vodka is, the better. I love me some dark rum. Rum and tequila are my favorites, but I do like whiskey. That's the one you can just, like, sip on and have a glass of whiskey. Yes. But some really good dark spiced rum. Ginger beer and some lime juice. That's Sailor dark, Jerry. That's a dark and stormy. That is. Oh, I love excellent. dark and stormy. Those are so tasty, and you can use alcoholic ginger beer. So you make a you make a drink out of one five one. Throw rum. some ice in there. Well, yeah, one five one rum. Yeah, ginger beer, ice, and lime, and ice. you got yourself ice a is really essential. great, super strong drink. Dude, funny story. I was getting smitten ice cream in Hayes Valley, and you got drunk. No, no, no. We'll talk more about alcohol. But I was getting smitten ice cream in Hayes Valley. Yeah. And uh, I asked the girl at the counter, I asked, hey, what's your name? Guess what she says? She said, my name's Isis. Isis. And I just cracked up laughing. Uh, I couldn't I couldn't hold a straight face. She said, yeah, my name's Isis. And I just laughed in her face. Oh, man. But anyways, alcohol, yes. Does that mean that is, that Rum. is, that is an unexpected name? Yeah. It's <laughs> like... Your name is an organization of a terrorist group that shoots people usually in Paris nightclubs. <laughs> I don't have a joke for that. <laughs> it's yeah. just they are they should be we got to ISIS is ISIS, ISIS I'm not saying ISIS is cool but they have some cool black outfits like they wear the black turban, they have like black harem pants. Terrible ideology but good style. ISIS yeah, ISIS has a uh, they have a uh, carrier sleeve black shirts they're straight fitted you want to know one of my favorite isis facts yeah so this was a while ago i don't know if anyone remembers it but in the news the one of the some of this really far right or maybe republican maybe it was fox news they started freaking out because at one of these protests one of these gay rights rallies there was a flag and that's the isis flag oh my god and they ran it everywhere and like the, the, the liberals and the progressives they're uh they're pushing the ice the agenda of isis and this is horrible yeah. and they showed the flag and it was just a black flag covered in white like white silhouettes of dildos holy <laughs> shit they yeah isis the chills in the desert i wish isis would just uh kill everyone at burning man that would be fucking great well, please no, burning man's cool. that's on i'm gonna t- i'm gonna email isis be like uh okay gmail why burning i'm gonna man? email isis and be like yo isis Shoot up Burning Man. I've never been to Burning Man, but what do you have against it? I don't know. It's just uh, such a... I don't know. I don't want to talk about Burning Man. I just hope ISIS shoots it up. Why, though? I want to talk about it. Why would you... Sand goggles. I don't know. It's just like such a destination that... 
Burning Man is such a destination that's so unattainable because people well, sit no. at their computers all around the world and like the second it strikes, people say, buy now, buy now, buy two tickets. Yeah, but that's not like what they do it for. Yeah, Black Rock City, Nevada. Yeah, it seems fun. I would try it. Yeah. Well, there hasn't been one event that my narrative of it lingers. Like, one person goes to Burning Man, and for the next year, oh yeah, it's like a tattoo. It's like people go to people show off Burning Man. Like, yo, I got a new tattoo on my arm. Sorry, too loud. I got a new tattoo on my arm. I'm gonna tell everyone about this tattoo. That's what Burning Man is. People just like. People are like, all right, discovered my soul and my mind I, and Burning Man. I do know people like that. Or they go to Burning Man and it changes their life. Yeah, immediately they're like, oh, my life has changed. See, that's why I want to go because I do kind of, I, I do think they're exaggerating. I'd it. love to go to it. It's actually founded here in uh, in San Francisco, Burning Man. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I would love to go and see what everyone's talking about, but I don't. Ex- I don't think it's gonna be <clears throat> like this has changed my life. I am a new person. This is the only place I could feel like me because that would be really sad. I've never been, so I can't really talk shit about it. Yeah, but people go and say this is the only place where I can truly be me. I'm like, that's really sad. I want to be yeah. me everywhere. Yep. If you could only do it once a year, that would suck. I like more boutique festivals. Boutique. Boutique. Yeah. What uh, do you mean? You know, I've only been to like one festival, Rain Dance. So. I don't really. I, I thought I sorry sorry I'm yelling. Adam kind of Adam Zufi kind of put me onto festival culture and. That's fun. They're good people. The music they play at those festivals, like Austin and Adam, really got me into like, uh, not f- festival culture but festival music like bass music. You know, Cali Roots is actually going on this weekend. It's in Monterey. Who? Cali Roots. Is it's it the Monterey Jazz Festival? No, Cali Roots is California Roots. It's like a. Uh, reggae festival i went to it a few years ago and that was really dude we fun. should go we should I, I'm, I, I, had, I had my experience i'm good we can't i camped out with two of my friends we stayed for three days we would just ride our bikes from our camp into yeah. cali roots and then back we just we had a pound um, no an ounce of weed we would just roll joints everywhere we go and by the end of it i was just in such a relaxed pace i just had a the last day of the festival i sat alone in the back of the grass listened to good music had a can of chili and read a book it was amazing. Yeah. I love, yeah, I was with Adam and Austin at Rain Dance, and we had chili. We had chili, we had margaritas, and mm. we had hella coke and, like, acid. I love acid. Oh, you do? Dude, we should, uh, what are you doing after this, by the way? Nothing? <laughs> do you want to come over, hang out? I can't do acid tonight. We can drink. Do you want to drink some rum at my house? Uh, maybe. Maybe? Cool, maybe. after this, yeah. Viewers, you are welcome. You are, I'm gonna. I'm still you. hell awake. I took a long nap after we had lunch in Oakland. OAK, you gonna touch it? Uh, fuck with both. Viewers, you were invited to Paulo's for an after party. He'll go to just be like, tune in at PCRCollective.org. Cooler than the other side of your pillow. Please come to my house on 25th and Noriega. Oh, don't give out your Don't give out your No, no I was gonna say it, but. <laughs> Don't give up. I was joking. Yeah. You could try to get people there, but then you might yeah. get overrun. Yeah. Because we all know the entirety of San Francisco listens to this podcast just waiting for that address drop to show up and wreck your place. Drop the Addy, Paolo. Drop the Addy. Watch out for the lads. Oh, the lads are going to come. 
I wonder. I wonder if that was ever passed down, like the group of just like the annoying white boys that would show up to parties and destroy houses. Like if that went from high school generation to the next high school generation, yeah. and now there's something like the laddies, or they have a slightly changed name but still do the same shitty things. Yeah, I was in the circle of kids in high school. I know I talk about high school a lot. I'm like in college, and I shouldn't be talking about it. But I was in the group of white kids that would wear reefs to house parties and reefs are slippers mm. that have a beer opener on the bottom of them oh i remember how those. fucking bro is that shit reefs reef slippers they're big in san diego so i had a beer corona and some white guy approaches me from like uh he's from like san carlos he takes off his slipper and puts it near my beer i'm like hey man hey back up and he opens my beer and i'm like wow that's pretty cool but douchey at the same time well it is convenient and it's kind of neat it is neat, but it's like the douchey neat. Yeah. I've seen people who have a belt, I used buck, to have belt a, buckle opener, which is cool. I used to have a Swisher Sweet uh, thing opener on my keychain because I used to smoke a lot of blunts. Cool. Actually, my friend smoked a lot of blunts. Yeah. Ramon, especially. Do you smoke weed still at all? Uh, still at all. Do you smoke weed? Occasionally. Nice. I it started making me paranoid and really anxious all the time. So yeah, fortunately I can't because it yeah. was just not worth it. But mm-hmm. I still enjoy it. You My just have to be in the right mindset. You can't do it every day as an adult and be like functioning. Yeah. I hate the stoners that like drive Camrys and their car smells like uh, dryer sheets and marijuana. <laughs> like, it's a bad smell. It doesn't they, cover anything. People, just, people like ghetto stoners, they use dryer sheets to drain out the smell. I'm like, it doesn't work. hey, maybe you should quit marijuana and stop using dryer sheets too. Well, what does work is breathing through the dryer sheet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a trick. That's a trick, yeah. Because that actually catches the smell. But just mm-hmm. having the dryer sheet laying there doesn't do shit. I'm going to go cop an eighth soon at the apothecarium. Just hang out. Cool. Just cop an eighth and just smoke it. I usually just keep a little bit of weed back in my place, but I barely, I think it's all old now. I just like, I end up having it, smoke a little bigger. Like, oh my God. And then I freak out about the color blue or something. So then I yeah. stop and I just leave it there. Yeah. But I do really like CBD. I can barely <laughs> notice it, but I do notice that like. I will take one of those CBD edibles and start feeling just in a good mood for no reason. It's quite artistic. Oh, so I'm screaming in the mic. It's quite artistic. Some strains of weed, like the Nugs, they have like, it's kind of like purple. There's like crystals on it sometimes. Purple. There's little hairs. Bank. It's kind of like a cool plant. That real sticky, icky, sticky. icky, icky. Yeah. Lambo. Lambo. Yeah, dude. People have been loving weed for fucking I don't even know how long. Oh, here's a cool drug fact. Did you know... Well, this is according to the internet. Enlighten me, yeah. Did you know... Where do you think is the best place to grow shrooms in this world? Um, I'd say Marin Headlands. I don't know. Maybe. But apparently, the best place in the world to grow magic mushrooms is Mount Sinai. The place where Moses got those Ten Commandments. Oh, Moses, yeah. So apparently... That was just like a really common thing. Apparently, psychedelics have just been a huge part of almost all major religions. How would our Ten Commandments, like, did someone to send him a text message and then carve it on the on the stones? Well, what we know... We can get biblical on this funny <laughs> podcast. A little biblical story. Shall we get biblical? Let's get biblical. Let's yeah. get Let's biblical. get B.B. Jones, Bethlehem, biblical. If we get Old Testament on this, on this bitch right now, that would be savage. Messiah. <laughs> you know the Old Testament is, like, really fucked up. It's just about people dying for, like, yeah. stuff. Yeah. 
It was he was not a nice god. Anyway, Mount Sinai. People th- think Moses just went up went up the mountain, took a bunch of magic mushrooms. Like, These are the ten laws for humanity, and came back down. Yeah, I'd love to go to Jerusalem. Is Mount Sinai in Jerusalem? I assume so. Nice. Well, Jus- Jerusalem is the city. Jewish people run the world. With the Illuminati, right? I'll run the world. Yeah. Beyonce, uh, run the world. Jewish people. The Jews and the chinks just run this shit. They run the world. I like to think it's a group effort. Like New York, Jews everywhere. Sorry, I'm scratching my nuts. New York, Jews, Chinese people. They're rich. They're awesome. Yes. That was weird. You're very into race tonight, aren't you? Racist Paolo. Do you want to talk about race? Cooler than the other side of your pillow. Tune in at PCRcollective.org. Yeah, racist. I don't like racist. I like precisely racist, for sure. But racist is like, I hate it when, when people say watermelon and fried chicken. I hate blacks. Yeah, that's fucked up. Or like Philip, or like Chinese chow mein, yummy chow mein. <laughs> I was listening. I was listening to a yummy really, chow mein. I was recently listening to a really funny stand-up. It was Hannibal Burris. He's Dude, he's he's the shit. I love him. He is. He's so in the Illuminati. Cannibal Burris. Okay. Nigga Burris is in the Illuminati. He had one of the funniest jokes recently. He said yeah. his favorite. Oh, maybe it wasn't Hannibal Burris. I forget who it was, but I, I found him, whoever this was, I was on like this Hannibal Burris Spotify kind of radio playlist. Yeah. And they were talking about their favorite stereotype and their favorite was how excited black guys get when they see a magic trick. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, just yeah, go, yeah. Oh, and then run 30 yeah, feet yeah, away yeah. freaking out. Like, did yeah. you just, how did he do that? Oh my God. Yeah. And it was just so funny because that was, that was a stereotype I had never realized before. And then I went on YouTube yeah. And they were just like the most wholesome, just wholehearted, just like, what? Yeah. It was a racist, it was a, it was a racist stereotype that I guess is, could be offensive, but. I can't do stand-up. It's, it made me it's too good. nerve-wracking. I've tried it. I've tried stand-up like six times and it, it was funny, but it's just so intimidating. It's a skill. Yeah. I'd rather just podcast on this shit. My mic's dirty. My mic's dirty. Do you have any joke? Did you have a strong uh, solid five? Solid five of what? Five shumai. <laughs> There's never five shumai. Well, for There's like only four shumai in that shit. Why do Chinese people love dumplings and four? Like, why, did, why didn't they pick is four like symbolist, it's symbolism? A, it's a good... Every thing. time you get a dumpling and a bamboo thing... Sorry, I'll turn it down. Uh, you get a dumpling and a bamboo shit, there's always four. Maybe it's just a good even number. Chinese people are like... <laughs> Ich ni san chi. That's Japanese. You want to hear a joke that sounds racist but isn't? Tell me. Tell me, yeah. What do you call four drowning Mexicans? Uh, let's see. Uh, agua cuatro. Cuatro cinco. Oh, shit. Oh, I was close. <laughs> you remember close. Yeah. Dude, fuck. Hell of a good joke. It's, it's kind cuatro of, cinco. It's literally a Spanish pun. Chad, ocho cinco. Dude. I got another one. Mexican? Is it a Mexican joke? No, yeah. but... Okay. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, yeah. <laughs> this is actually... Okay, I'm going to switch up the vibe now. It's an anti-joke. Yeah, yeah. What's brown and sticky? A black-ass poo. No. <laughs> well, that's an alternate answer, but a stick. A stick. Tell me. It's sticky. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brown and stick, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. Here's another good one. What do you say to a woman that has two black eyes? Niggy dubs. Nothing. You already told her twice. <laughs> oh, shit. Wait, wait. That's kind of hard. I can't connect that joke. I'll, I'll repeat it. What do you say to a woman with two black eyes? I already told you twice. Oh, like leave? Like, well, I don't get it. If I explain the joke, it won't be as funny, but yeah. it is because you gave her two black eyes. You told her twice. Told it is, it her is a joke twice. about domestic violence. Oh, okay. For sure. Rehana. Oh, my God. All right. Okay. We got, we got to get, we got, we're getting in back into dark territory. Yeah. We need some it's more It's FCC. Material. It's tune in. It's mutiny radio. It's fun. You can talk about whatever we, the fuck we ching chong ching. <laughs> ching chong, ching chong, ching. Yeah. Ching chong, China, man. Wow. Ping pong. Yeah. Ping pong. Chinese people playing ping pong. Holy shit. I'm like, slow the fuck down. Simmer down, Chinese people. Have you ever seen that video of Bruce Lee playing ping pong with nunchucks? Oh, no, 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 no. He literally used... Nice. I, think it, I think it might be a hoax. Someone told me it was, a, it was yeah. a fake. But he's just using nunchucks and actually beating people in ping pong. Yeah. No paddle. Backhand, forehand. Wow. Mm-hmm. Ping pong. My therapist plays ping pong. Oh, yeah? But what were we talking about? We were talking about... We can switch back to jokes. Here's, yeah, a, yeah. here's a good one. Yeah. Would you rather... You ready? We're ready for some. Ooh, would you, you rather? Are you ready for some uh, some tough? Would Cooler you than the other side of your pillow. Well, this is actually be more of a press the button scenario. Would you press this button? If you press the button, you can eat whatever you want, and you will always be in perfect shape. But anytime you are eating, Nicolas Cage walks out of nowhere, sits down with you, and doesn't say anything, but he makes a variety of facial expressions while you're eating. Holy shit. Would you would you press the button? Mm. I think I would. Because I would just eat the shittiest food. Nicolas Cage? Yeah, Nicolas Cage comes out and judges like you. Like National Treasure Nicolas Cage. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Wow. Dude, we're, we're literally broadcasting a conversation on the internet. That's what we're doing now. Yeah. Isn't it's, that what a podcast is? It's the future. Future. Future shit. Would you press the button, though? Who's the who's the chef? Who's the who's the cook? Who's cooking me the food? What? No, it's you could eat whatever. Danny food. Bowen, Danny is Danny Bowen cooking for my the food re- for the rest of your life. Whenever you eat food, you will never you will you will always be in perfect shape. You can eat whatever you want, but Nicolas Cage is there while you're eating, making facial expressions at you. It doesn't matter who's cooking the food because you can go. No, nah, I don't want his company. No, no, you don't. No, what is a joke? It's not a joke. No. Yeah, yeah, no. That oh, we're playing Would You Rather? Yeah, it's just Oh, not. yeah, yeah. No, definitely not. No. Yeah, I don't want to talk any I don't even want to talk about more about that. Okay. Question. Okay. Next one. Don't ask that question. Would you rather All right. have a have a belly button dispenser or would you rather have your belly button dispense ranch when you squeeze your stomach? Mm-hmm. Or have a pencil sharpener nose? I want a model nose. Model I, nose. I love model. I have a fucking shitty nose. It kind of looks like a fucking butt cheek. I wish I had a fucking model. No- if I had a model nose, I think I'd be like super sexy and hot. Just the nose, dude. I would. I'm not gonna get a plastic surgery because nose surgery is a bad rap. 
just like uh, getting killed on Facebook Live. Uh, mm. But uh, weird connection, but okay. If I had like a like a Swedish pointed nose, I would fucking be so happy. But fuck it, it's just the nose. I just Swed- pick, Swedish nose. Your nose, you just breathe through it and pick your boogers. That's pretty much all you need it for. But people with great noses, kill it. You're gonna get a good job, and people are gonna look at you in a nice way. I feel like you need more than just a good nose. There's many things. There's eyebrows, chin, teeth, cheeks, forehead, acne. If, dude, if you have acne, just <laughs> hey, some just acne, some ac- acne go- sucks. Okay, acne. I'm going. I'm going on the record. Acne is hormonal, uh, so just keep watching those proactive commercials. But my best advice to you is, if you have pimples or acne, it's hormonal. You can't change that. It's like being born with with. Uh, like one leg like it's hormonal acne is hormonal you're you can't control acne with proactive you can't just use a stringent you can wash your face and it helps but you can't get rid of all of it that is true yeah acne is hormonal so that fucking sucks if you do have it mm-hmm. i think we all have had have had acne at one point in our life well Teenagers. yeah during uh adolescence for sure mm-hmm. fuck that shit i felt like a witch or like <laughs> like fucking, I had acne. God damn, acne, dude. Hate that. I hate it when you get a like a butt pimple. Those are uncomfortable. You yeah. can't sit on them without pain. Just one butt pimple. You just scratch it, pretty much. Oh, dude. Um, remember Gina Hazelton in her class? Oh yeah, she's nice. I remember one day she came to class. She had bug bites on both of her eyelids. Oh, no. Mosquito bites. That is horrible. Dude, that sucks. I can barely see. What what is the likelihood of two mosquitoes biting both of your eyelids? I have no idea, but... Yeah, what the fuck, dude? Was she (laughs) camping at a festival? Was she camping at Burning Man? With only her eyes exposed? Yeah. She had, like, closed eyes. But I'm like... How long do mosquito bites last? A few days. Some mosquito bite titties. No, I'm just saying girls with small titties, like mosquito bite oh, titties. Yeah. Oh, yeah, where you go. yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be really uncomfortable to get a mosquito bite. What time bite. is it in this biatch mutiny radio? 11.25. 25, baby. Betty Bones. <laughs> Betty yeah, Bones dude. went to Sarah. You went to Sarah, didn't you? I went to Surrey. Did you ever run into Barry Bonds? No. Nope. That was like World Series. Giants was like 2003, dude. What about... Oh, fuck. Why can't... Well, Tom Brady. Tom you, ever, Br- you ever run into Tom Brady? Because they love talking about Tom Brady and how he's from San Mateo. Yeah. Sarah's... Sarah's fucking like... What the fuck's going on? I think just passers-by on the street. Oh, yeah, yeah, fucking bitches on the street. Get out, bitches. Mm-hmm. Wear a tampon. Uh, you know Buzz Aldrin's from Sarah. He fucking landed on the moon. We got everyone good here. Dude, he landed on the moon. That's amazing. That is that is well-traveled. If there is well-traveled, people are like, I went to Bali and had some coffee that came from the poop of a monkey. I stayed in a, in a, uh, in a tropical villa where I... Use my GoPro to jump into the pool. Buzz Aldrin landed on the moon. Well-traveled. NASA. He's got real wanderlust. Everyone else is just Yeah, people are like, oh, I spent some time here in London. And 
I, Buzz Aldrin is probably like, imagine if Buzz Aldrin had a vlog or like a YouTube channel. That'd be crazy. Everyone's like, dude, this guy has been on the fucking moon. What do you think Buzz Aldrin, what, what would Buzz Aldrin say if he had a YouTube channel? I don't know if he would have one because I saw this thing recently with Neil Gaiman. I don't he, know. He was saying, do you know who Neil Gaiman is? No, the author? No, no. Really good author. One of my favorites who has written some yeah. amazing books. American Gods is my favorite by him, but Sandman's also up there. Anyway, he said he was at some kind of conference with a bunch of famous people. Jerome. Yeah. He felt like he didn't belong. He was a really accomplished author, but everyone he talked to was so powerful. They'd done all these really cool things. So he ended up staying by the bar, talking to this other guy, and the other guy was just like, yeah, I don't feel like I belong here. I haven't done too much stuff. I just went where people told me to go, and it was Buzz Aldrin. He felt like he didn't deserve Ooh. He felt like he didn't deserve any of the attention uh, and recognition and respect that he was being given. So imposter syndrome affects literally everyone. If it affects Bulls Aldrin and Neil Gaiman, yeah. Venus envy. That. What? I guess that's another word for it. But it's imposter syndrome. None, none of them felt like they belonged there. Everyone else was too damn impressive. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> but they did deserve to belong there. That's yeah. crazy. Who was the first guy on the moon? Neil Armstrong. Neil Armstrong. Oh, Neil. Neil Gaiman, not Neil Armstrong. Neil Gaiman is the writer. Neil Armstrong was the first man on the moon. Yeah, dude. He was the first one to get a Burning Man ticket. <laughs> Neil, Arms Neil Armstrong. That one, I don't know if that one's true. But we'll, we'll go with You it. know, going, in the, going on the moon is essentially like walking around in a pool. Yeah, weightless. It's like one-eighth the gravity, right? Yeah. Is it one-eighth? Yeah. I would love to try that, just bouncing around. I don't want to talk shit about my cousin, but my cousin Andy lives... Here's a story. My cousin Andy lives in New York, and she's an Instagram photographer. Okay. And she works for all these fashion companies and is, like, living this awesome life in New York. She works for a water weight company. Or, like, she does... She does... She works in a soul cycle that's in a pool. So they ride the cycle bikes. They ride the cycle bikes in, in the pool. water. That's neat. I don't want to talk shit about my cousin, but that's Annie Mercado. She lives in New York and is very like. It sounds like you want. She's to a talk New Yorker that is like really like brunchy. You are literally talking shit right now. Yeah, I'm talking trying. shit about my cousin. It's annoying. I see her on my Instagram feed. She, she, uh, well, I'm not. I could talk shit about myself. Like, oh, look at Paulo just eating all the cool food and doing all this uh, media shit. But my cousin uh, is so, like, like every time I see her Instagram photo, there's an egg. There's, like, a sunny-side-up egg on the photo. Every photo. She'll be, like, running a marathon, and there's a sunny-side egg. So, no, nah, that's a joke. That's a joke. But there's always an egg in her photo. She's such, like, a brunchy New Yorker. I hate it. Brunch is nice, dude. I, I can't I can't hate You're on. You're just brunch. running a marathon. Hell, here's a sunny side egg on a plate. And I'm running a marathon. I'm in New York. We literally have beta breakers here. I I've shot a video of beta breakers. Yeah, so that like yeah. I've seen people run with some much weirder shit than just a, a sunny fried egg. I mean, fried egg. That's not that doesn't help anyone. Yeah. If I was a bruncher in New York, I would just eat and then just steal all the plates and just collect hella nice plates. They would notice. I'd bring a I'd you bring get very far. I'd bring a fall riff in the backpack and just steal the brunch plates and go home. 
You could try that. But then you'd have a bad name in New York. Maybe. People would not like you. You seem to have a thing against brunch. Is that is that true? Brunch. Oh, let, let us talk about brunch. I fucking love brunch. Cooler than the other side of your pillow. Tune in at tcrcollective.jerome. I get where the stigma about brunch comes from, but my God, do you just get to have the best food? When I was in D.C., there was this thing called gospel brunch. You'd go to the Hamilton. Praise the Lord. Yeah. They bring out these soul singers, and you get get all you can eat, grits, bacon, eggs, toast. Oh, my God. Fuck. It was the best way to start. You would just be, we'd be hungover after a night of drinking. Is it good bacon? I don't want flaccid bacon. I love my bacon. It was thick cut and crispy. yum, 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 yum. It was so fucking good, and just being serenaded by some like some like you know it was like those old kind of choir groups like Gospel. Lord, yeah, praise Lord, praise the Lord. Yeah. What do you call thirty black women standing next to each other? A choir. I don't know what currency. A choir currency. Let's get some money, people. Is yeah, that, pretty much. I just that, made a joke. Yeah, oh, okay. it's a choir. Yeah. Did you start a joke? Fuck bitches, get did money. You, did you start that <laughs> joke without a punchline set? Now I'm just jamming out, dude. We're vibing. Yo, we're just vibing. Cooler than the other side of your pillow. Dude, there's a fucking black dude with a pencil mustache right here. Justice for Mario Wood. Oh, damn. Have you ever seen those uh, spray, those airbrushed uh, ghetto t-shirts? I think so. My, uh... There's this place in Hayes Valley uh, called Veronica, and one of the chicks uh, there, it's a vintage store ran by Cindy Spade, and one of the chicks there had a spray-brushed ghetto uh, t-shirt. So it's just like a white tee with like the opposite of, what's well, like a graffitied, a spray-brushed t-shirt. Have you ever seen those? Yeah. What about them? They're just stupid. I don't know. I just think they're gay. I would, yeah, I'm not going to wear one of them. It's not my thing. I wear, the most I wear on my shirt is a pocket. (laughs) Yeah. Graphic, shall we go the graphics t-shirt route? Yeah. What's the funniest, the funniest graphic t-shirt is when people have like fangs, just fangs. My favorite one, it was a t-shirt with a pocket on it, like this one here. And there's a little cat head sticking out of it, right? Mm-hmm. But if you yeah. pull the pocket down, you see the rest of the cat, and it's flipping you off. Ooh, meow, 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 meow. That is one. Of, that is one. <laughs> that is a graphic T. Asian snacks and candies. Bitches getting older. Yeah, Asian. I love Asian girls that love that have affinities for like Asian things. Like, uh, I don't know. Asian girls and their white families? girls. White girls like Asian things, like oh. anime. Oh, who doesn't like Sailor anime? Moon? Yeah, oh, Sailor Moon sucked. Cause okay, Sailor Moon was a good show, but so much of that didn't make sense. Like there was that one guy who was her friend, who would just and he'd show up in like a tuxedo at the end of a fight and be like, "Ha ha, I have helped." And like, "No, you didn't." And yeah. then go, and then he'd run away. That was literally all uh-huh. he did. And I don't know, I don't know why that's the thing I remember. Well, the thing I remember most about Sailor Moon was those transformation shit. Oh yeah, but that one dude, all I ever, I never forgot that because he just seemed like the most useless motherfucker I've ever mm-hmm. seen. Yeah, but anime is all right. Anime Harajuku. What's that? I'm actually, it's a neighborhood in Tokyo. I'm actually spending uh, this summer in Asia, so that's excellent. Gonna head out to Tokyo. Go and see Paris. Make love in Tokyo. 
Gonna take you to New Orleans, make you love in Chicago, girl. We can go to the Wonderland. Lupe fiasco. Mm. Yeah, I'm spending time in Tokyo. I'm excited and all of that shit. What are you going to do? Shop for clothes, eat ramen, make some music, buy some records. All right, all right. I do the same thing. The same thing that I do here in the Bay Area is the same thing that I do on vacation. I don't... I don't... Never-ending vacation, then. Pretty much. My life's easy as fuck. Nice. I, myself, may be moving to New York later on. Oh, yeah. Tell me about that, man. Moving to the Big Apple motherfucker. That's about the it. The city that never sleeps. Working as a mechanical engineer, so it's not terribly interesting. But if this job offer pans out, mm-hmm. moving to New York for at least six months. Dude, yeah. And then if you do do well in the six months, you get hired, biatch. Mm-hmm. But what I really want to do. What do you want to do? What's your goal here? Well, a year ago, I made a resolution that I, in two years' time, I'm going to do this work-away type thing where I could just mm-hmm. travel to a different country. And work. And work. laptop. Well, work on some place like a ranch or a farm and then just keep moving around to different things of like that. They have a website for Jerome. this. They have a website for this called Workaway where you can just mm-hmm. volunteer and work for your room and board and food. Yeah. So my, my goal cool. is to save up $20,000, go on the trip, and just see how long I can go. That's like getting a fucking Albright scholarship. And Albright is like, here's money. Go travel to Africa and... <laughs> Well, that's what I'm doing, but I'm not getting a scholarship for yeah. it. I'm just trying to do it on my own dime. Yeah. I feel like white people are so racist to black people all the time. White people will go to Africa and they'll start like a water well and just videotape it. And then show it to the world. They're like, I have to black people. I don't know if that's racist, but it's definitely kind of like... No, white people will go to Africa, it's, build a water well, I get, and I, put it on camera. I understand your complaint with it, but it's not racist. It's just white, Jerome. It's just white people going, look, I did a good thing. And it's just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, white people are like, I did a good thing. This whole village has freshest water. Fucking... It's yeah. good that they have water, though. It's just annoying. How do you, how do you change the quality... Sorry, I'm yelling. How do you change the quality over me? But yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. How do you change the question? How do you change the quality of water in a place that has shitty water filters? Oh, that's like literally it. That's why it is a good thing that people are going to do that. It it, it does suck the way people talk about it because yeah, it's like I don't want to hear about your shit. If you do good shit, keep it to yourself, and then it's like your secret private thing that makes you feel good. But like seeing like oh my god, that's the opposite of me. For my YouTube channel, I'm usually like. Oh, I did something cool. Here's a video of it. Should I do less of that? The, the the contrary to not doing that is not having a YouTube channel at all. But advice for me having a YouTube channel, usually I'm like, I did a cool thing. Here's the video of it. How should I change that? If you're doing nice things to tell people you did nice things, you're really not doing it selflessly. You're doing it so people you have to think show you're off, nice. Yeah. But I usually talk to my... I use my videos to talk to an audience. I don't do it to like to brag about oh i went surfing in hawaii like you know like i don't so what should i do i i use my videos to tell my audience something i don't what do you I'm, tell them? I'm not i'm not doing like a good thing like what do you constitute as a good thing like what is a good thing a good deed or a some good deed helping yeah. out someone in need oh yeah there's many videos on youtube of like uh 
people giving a homeless person ten thousand dollars. Those always strike me as weird because if you if you were a homeless person living on the streets and you were immediately gifted that kind of money, yeah. Me personally, if I was gifted that kind of money right now, I'd blow a very sizable portion of it. I would not be making some smart investments right off the bat. And I think if you gave that type of money to a homeless person, just all around, like here's ten thousand dollars, pop, here you go. What do you do? What do you call a Mexican with ten thousand dollars? I don't know what. Wait, what do you call a Mexican with ten thousand dollars? I don't know what. La migra, la migra. <laughs> I don't get it. I just wanted to say that. La migra. All right. It's like, yeah. Anyways, uh, shall we just play a couple more records, man? That yes. was dope, man. Yes. Um, midnight. So let's uh, hang out and play some records. Almost midnight. Thanks for listening to Hear Me Out Podcast. This is your host, Lazy Chakra. Sorry for talking over you. Oh, it's too loud. Fuck. Sorry for talking over you, Wally. It's okay. What record are you going to put on this time, Paulo? Oh, shit. He's rifling through the records. Which one is this? Lickety. 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 Lickety Lee. Actually, I've heard of her. Jerome uh, hitting some technical difficulties. Now, in the uh, interest of not having any dead air on the radio, yeah, 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 yeah. viewers and listeners, we don't really know what you guys like to hear. We don't know what you all want to talk want us to talk about. Some of these conversations have taken some pretty hard right turns. But if you ever do want to have an input on this radio show, Paula, is there a number they can call in? Uh, Probably not, but just let's... Message, just tell them, message me. <laughs> message Paula. I don't know how you're going to contact him, but this is Paula spinning, and if you need to hear anything, let him know. Shy, shy, shy. But when I trip on my feet, look 
Hey there, guys. Hey there, listeners. So the last track was... They can hear you. What do you want to say about that last Holding track? Holding On and Sleepless by Flume. Just say that. Holding On and Sleepless. By Flume. Flume. Not fluent, right? Flume. Flume, yeah. Flume. Those were excellent. Alright, is that a funky one? Yeah, guys, thanks for tuning in to the Hear Me Out podcast at PCRCollective.org. Um, it was fun spending some time with you. Hope you follow the podcast and you can download the podcast at PCRCollective.org. Just click Podcast Archive and scroll down to any show that you want to listen to. Many shows here at Mutiny. Shout out to my radio mates, my Mutiny mates. I don't know many people here, just Pam and Asia, but maybe work on my stand-up come here on fridays and saturdays thank you so much for listening this is the hearing me out podcast your host lazy chocolate such a long time is ahead and i need to belong to somebody just like you baby i want to be your only man Say
Swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They-
listener, it's that time of year again, March 1st through 5th. It's time for the fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Over 40 comics, 25 shows, five days, all here at Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street. 25 shows, five days, amazing comics from all over the United States here in San Francisco to entertain you with 25 differently themed shows hosted by local San Francisco comedians bringing you comedians from all over the United States here. Everything will be live, live streaming and podcast post. Get your tickets, $10 a show, 25 shows, a million laughs. It's the fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival brought to you by Benders, Counter Offer and Subliminal SF. Is this about that VR house you keep bugging me for? What if it is? I told you, I can't afford the Bitcoin. Goodbye, Jack. G-Money, we're back, we're in studio, we're doing it again, can't believe it, once again, I cannot thank you listeners enough, I can't, I can't believe there's one fucking listener, let alone like that many, so uh, once again, thanks, it's a weird story, here's what I did last night, alright, I'm gonna turn that off, <laughs> eh, fuck it, All right, so yesterday, I got a couple fucking stories I actually really want to tell. I'm going to start with yesterday's story, though, because that's the one freshest on my brain. All right, so yesterday, fuck this. Shut up. All right. So yesterday, I'm out, and I was like, hey, man, let's go out and just, like, walk and, like, get take some fresh air and move your legs and you know get out of the bed and try to break this fucking depressive streak your ass has been in and just move 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 you know that type of shit so i get up and like i was like well what the fuck do you what name me something motherfucker that will make me get out of bed give me a location and a place and i will do it because that's the way my brain works. So I was like, okay, well, uh, let's go to your favorite little store. Let's go to George's Deli. Because remember, we are here deep in the heart of the mission from MutinyRadio.fm. By the way, amazing comedy festival coming up. 
March 3rd, like through the 6th or 7th. And like, it's going to be awesome, man. So like, check it out. Please come down. If you're a fan, if you're in San Francisco, if you give a shit, that would be really cool, man. Cause like Pam, I've been dealing with Pam for like years and like every four, every fucking year around this time of year, this four fucking times I've had to deal with this. Pam gets so stressed out because nobody buys advanced tickets, but people do show up like on the day. But she's always so stressed, and I totally get it, man. Like, dude, if this is my shit, oh, my God. Yeah, I totally get it. But, like, there's nothing. That's the thing. When I talk to her, I was like, hey, man, there's nothing you can do about it. You know what I mean? At some point, you have to, like, just let go and, like. I hate that fucking phrase, but let go and let God. But sort of, you just got to let go and just let the motherfucker go, dog. And just figure, you know, well, well, shit, we'll figure it out on the other end of the motherfucker. That's why I paid my dues today early, bitch. So I can try to help her out. And here's another, you know, here's a hundred bucks towards your, you know. Anyway, whatever. What I was talking about. So last night, I'm out there. So I was like, all right, so what the fuck can I do? What do I want? So I picked gummy bears, which are sitting over here, actually in studio, which I have not opened up yet. But that's besides the point. So I go out, and I go to the store. I do my little slow bop. I got my little radio with me, and, you know, just fucking playing tunes and shit. And I see my old friend. um, God damn it. I always forget her name. Let, let's let's call her Danielle. That's not her name, but I'm close. So I see Danielle on the street. And I've known that lady for like eight, nine years. <laughs> like a long time. She's like a... She's so nice. She's so cool. She's so fun. But she is an absolute no bullshit, 100% paranoid schizophrenic with like fucking uh like 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 all kinds of weird tendencies and shit man she's all fucked up but she's super nice like when when she here's the thing here's what's weird when she's not fucked up she's at her best but when she is fucked up that's when that paranoid schizophrenia shit kicks in like into overdrive and like I love knowing a motherfucker long enough where I can tell her hey man you know like if you switch on me I'm out I'm out <laughs> you know like and she was like yeah I get it and she's smiling and shit cause she is so nice and friendly man and like she loves music dude like oh my god and she loves the kind of music that I love like in particular like weird like 80s women singer shit so like (laughs) when i played nine to five she almost lost her shit like it was so awesome she's singing along we're just hanging out on this really cool corner in um yeah in san francisco man down in the mission it's like fuck it i'll tell you where it is it's like on no, I can't even tell you the street. It's between 15th and 14th. It's where the fucking uh, the kids' school is over there. 
just sitting on the corner of the kid's school on their little, like, handicap ramp and <laughs> shit. Fucking cool bone poster or bone mural behind her and shit. And, like, it's so smart. Uh, it's so cool. They just redone it, so it looks really nice. And we were just sitting there bullshitting. And uh, so I went to the store. And uh, I told her I'd come back and I'd give her, like, you know, couple of bucks just because you know i've known her forever but on my way back i forgot i wanted tea so i stopped in this uh this little chocolate this really awesome chocolatier place in this city it's called sixth course i always i always say sixth weird but it's like you know one two three four five six sixth th sixth uh course and they, like, look, I used to be a chocolatier, as it were. These fuckers are the real deal. Like, people, they are in one of the weirdest locations I've seen in this city. And motherfuckers come down and, like, it's a destination spot to come down there to, to have their particular shit. Because they're that fucking good. Like in San Francisco, where there's a million fucking places to get all kinds of shit everywhere, right? So, yeah, it's really good shit. And it's like a block away from my house. So I was like, all right, well, shit, I'll just walk over here, grab like one of these, you know, treat myself and walk home. But then I thought, well, shit, well, since I'm, you know, going, let me get like two of these little truffles there's like 250 a whop it's like all right let me get two of these little fuckers god damn it i used to go to a really cool chocolate spot in uh san francisco that is sadly closed down now i believe it was just called the san francisco chocolate company the owner was one of the nicest early, one of the earliest dudes i ever met here and one of the nicest fucking fellas in the entire world he met my mother he's a nice dude anyway um, so I go down there, pick up the chocolate, walk across the street, I say hello, <laughs> what's up man, what's up Debbie, whatever the fuck, I know it starts with a D, I'll never get it, I'm so shitty with names, it's awful, anyway, um, so I was like, hey Deb, She's like, hey, man, and we're just bullshitting for, like, a minute, and then she's like, hey, like, so I drop her 10 bucks, because, like, I thought it'd be just fun, just like, you know, hey, fuck it, I got the money, here's 10 bucks, Deb, you're sitting out here on the streets, because, by the way, I, I'm pretty sure I've told you, but I used to live out on those motherfucking streets for, like, six years, so, like, I know exactly what it's like to be out there, big dog, and that shit sucks. And it's it's like February in California. People don't think of California is cold, but they're so wrong. It gets so fucking cold in this town, man, or in California, because oh, it's just cold. It's just the where we sit on the equator, man. It's like, but like February, it's like fifties six maybe 60 during the day 62 maybe and like 44 42 at night it's not cool man 
not to sleep in fuck you and to be in that environment all day oh it's brutal on you man and like she it's really really weird to me it's like to me i i have a i have a preference i guess like a a shining towards like a a moon face person like a person with like a you know like a moon face you know sort of a round face with like a big smile you know a moon face that's what i always call it and she has that sort of face so it's like god damn it and she here's one of the weirdest things this chick does speed and she has a fucking set of perfect teeth perfect like my goddamn aunt does i i have a gap in my teeth that chick has perfect fucking teeth it's crazy anyway so (laughs) i go over there give her the 10 bucks she's like damn near to cry (laughs) she's just smiling her ass off i was so happy i was like yeah don't worry about it i you know said i sort of kneel down she's sitting on this sort of there's like one stair and then there's like a ramp you know the ramp sort of like on the other side but whatever so she's sitting on the stair and i'm just leaning on the little like uh steel what do you call that what do you what do you call that the thing on the side of a thing a handle a rail rail I guess a rail. I'm I'm sort of hanging on the steel rail and just sort of bullshitting, playing music and shit. Like, you know, just like I said, dude. Ah, dude, the one. When I played Juice Newton, she flipped out. Like, because I didn't play, like, uh, Queen Hearts. I played, like, um, oh, God, what is it? The Way way I Love Him or some shit like that. Anyway, one of those, like, like off-the-beaten-path songs. I played that shit first, and she just flipped out. She was like, Juice Newton? That's when I learned that she liked 80s women singers. Because, like, she even said Juice Newton, which is crazy, man. Like, dude, you have to be a very particular type of person to know fucking who the fuck Juice Newton is and know her name and know her song. She sang along with the motherfucker. It's crazy. Anyway, the point is, what we were doing was, uh, <laughs> I was like, so I gave her the 10 bucks and she was like, hey man, so I got some speed. Do you want some speed? And I was like, well, you know, you don't, the thing is, you never want to be a dick when somebody gives you, wants to give you something, especially if they're like 